Hey, Giant fans, welcome to the Giant Insider Podcast. My name is Jerry Foley. I'm the senior editor of the Giant Insider newspaper. And with me, as always, is the beat writer of the Heart of Giants Nation, Big Trust Woo Woo, Chris Bizignano. <laughs> that doesn't get old, buddy. That's never going to get old. And it keeps hitting me by surprise every time you do that. <laughs> Chris, no one wants yeah. to hear me talk today. Um, no, well, no, 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 no. What was it like today being at the presser? Oh, well, we'll start off. Since, oh, okay, okay. Since, yeah, so... Um... Yeah, no, listen, it was it, it, the Giants did a great job. It was a special moment for a special guy, man. Yeah. You know? Um, um, what, what more can you say? I mean, Eli uh, is just a class human being, and he was given a class send-off by the Mara and Tish and, you know, and the whole Giants organization, well-deserved for a guy who was the face of the franchise, you know, for 16 years. Yeah. Um, Eli Manning is, listen, you you could say he's a Hall of Famer. He's not a Hall of Famer. He was a good quarterback. He wasn't that good. He was great. But one thing you can never dispute is that he is a great human being. Yep. Um, and that's what, you know, in the heat of competition, a lot of people forget that. And, was, you know, including myself. Oh, get this guy out of here. He stinks. You know, all that stuff, you know. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. We both do. Yeah. But when it comes to real life, you know, um, he was given the moment today. Well-deserved send-off. Uh, he was good. He liked it. I was – Curious to see if he was going to choke up a little bit and lose a little bit. He didn't. Yeah. Uh, Marrick did a little bit. Yeah, um, I, w- I wanted to talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a lot of ex-players, current players showed up for him, um, which says a lot, you know, about Show, much, shows how you how much he, he, how beloved he was. Um, yeah. Yeah. You, you know what? When you start talking to some ex I had a little conversation with Brandon Jacobs today, you know? Yeah. Um, and you see, man, talking to him, you see how much this guy was loved. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, it really was. Um, I should say really is, still is by these guys, you know. Um, and how much of a, you know, Jerry, Eli, and he admitted it today in, in his presser that he was never a rah-rah guy. Right. You know, never I'm going to yell and scream, that type of leader. Yep. But I tell you, something I learned today that, a lot, like Tiki Barber brought out years ago, oh, he's not a leader. You know, he can't even lead. You know, remember, that, remember that nonsense years yep. ago? Yeah. But then when you talk to some guys today, David Deals, I talked to Plax. Plax showed up today awesome. <laughs> with his shades looking that, good. That's awesome. that's awesome you got to talk to all these guys. Uh, Jacobs. Yeah. You know, um, talking to some guys today, and one of the things they pointed out was, hey, this guy led us in a locker room. Right. So it wasn't, you know, he wasn't an example of he's going to throw a chair through, the, you know, through a blackboard and right, let's get going, you know, this and that. He right. led by, hey, be here when I need you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Hey, this blitz pickup, this blitz package. Be aware of this. Be aware of that. Right. I need you here. Like Brandon Jacobs told me, Jerry, that Eli helped him develop into a man. Yeah. You know, Brandon was a little. I don't know if you know a lot of Giant fans remember this, Jerry. I don't know if you remember this for sure. You do. He, he was a little bit of a wild card for a lot of years with the with the Giants. He was a little. He could be a little, you know, out there, Brandon. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Well, even even. Uh, even in 2011, he really couldn't control himself with Rex Ryan. I thought he was going to fu- get in a fight on the field. Well, I love that. Uh, no, me too. Me too. <laughs> but there are, you know, you, you have to know that Coughlin didn't like that. Um, yeah. But no, that, yeah, that's 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 what Eli provided. Like that's the stuff you don't see as a fan. You just see the right. the, the very low key, right. even keel guy. Um, right. Uh, and and that's the stuff you don't see behind the scenes. Right. You know, even Romani Tuma telling me today how funny. Eli is, you and know, that, and that was in Plax's book. Plax said that in right. his book, like Eli is a, a prankster. 
And and Jacob said the same thing. That yeah. how, what a sense of humor, the guy. You never know what the guy was going to do next. And like you know, he, it's an example of Eli showing one face to the media, and it, and then he has a whole other persona behind the scenes. You know. Yeah. And so many players have said that over the years. And and you know what, Jerry, um, you know, he's a kid from Louisiana, right? Yep. Went to Ole Miss. Um, comes into the NFL. And has to deal with def- different type of individuals. A lot of inner city kids, right? Yep. A lot of inner, you know, uh, guys from different areas of the country, not as not as fortunate as him growing right. up. Yep. Right. Yep. And you know what? It wasn't like, well, you know what? I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say it right now. You know what? I'm a white boy from Louisiana who grew up in Archie Manning. Yeah, right. And I'm not gonna I'm not gonna deal with you too much. I'm not. I don't know your lifestyle. No, no, no. It wasn't like that with Eli. Yeah. It was like you could be black, white, whatever the hell nationality you are or whatever you know whatever it might be whatever race you are yeah he treated you like a brother yeah and you know what these guys saw that man so when you stepped to the locker room eli manning after winning one super bowl treated treats you like a brother yeah you know and, and you know and you just you know you just got drafted and you know and you come from one certain lifestyle and then you step into this world now in a professional world and eli takes you in guys remember that dude it's a really, guys good, it's a really good point, man. It really and, is. And, and he's a guy who, who did, you know, look, he, he was Archie Manning's kid. You're born, you know, you can make the argument he's born on second base already, right? But, yeah, yeah, but he worked hard. I mean, yeah. first guy in, yeah. last guy out. And I think people, no matter what his circumstances were, they responded to that. Yeah. You know, so when you have a Brandon Jacobs come in the locker room, and Brandon always had an edge to him. You know that, you right, know? Right. And Eli treats him like a brother. And shows them how to be professional. Yeah. It shows them how to be uh, an adult, Jerry. You know. Yep. You know what? These guys appreciated that, man. That's good. This was the star quarterback, and this guy treated me like, like I was his brother. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, it's good. It's good perspective, man. People respect that, man. People, you know. Uh, I'm not getting into it too much, but a lot of these kids that become adults yeah. in the NFL, they're from inner city kids, man. Yeah. And these kids grew up in different circumstances than other people do. That's all, that's all I'm going to say. Yeah, yeah. And, you, and you, you've gotten to know that more now, right? I mean, with, with, well, with talking got, to these guys. Listen, yeah. You know what I mean? I, I've gotten to know that. And, and I grew up with it. And, you know, I've seen it before. Yep. A lot, a lot of years. And I tell you what. If you treat somebody with respect, they're going to treat you back with respect. Yeah. Eli treated everybody like a brother. That's why he's loved. And that's why you see guys, you know, when certain members of the media go after him, oh, he's not a Hall of Fame, or whatever it might be, oh, he was never that good, he should be bent. A lot of guys, you see the way these ex-Giants respond on social yeah. media or on talk shows, they come at you, they, they, they're livid, right? They're livid. And Burris was one of them. Now Did look it? at Plax. Yeah. Now Plax was a guy with, you no, know, he had some things going on in his career, but Pittsburgh came yep. over here, right? Yep. Um. Probably destroyed the 08 team, right? With his with the gun incident, which I've always said was the second best Giants team of my lifetime. Right, right. but his Plax guy a little bit on edge too. You know, Plax could have a very edgy side to him. Sure. You know, yep. Um, and here he is, showing up, showing his love for Eli. What does that tell you, Jerry? This isn't Aaron Rodgers we're dealing with, but half the team's like, all right, Aaron, get out of here, Mister Superstar. You know, right, right. This is th- these guys are like. We love Eli, you know? Yeah. And that tells you about the man. Two Super Bowls. Jerry is a lot. Of, we could get into the Hall of Fame thing some other time you want or whatever. But 
there's pros, there's cons, we understand that. But you know what? As a human being, the guy's a Hall of Famer. We will, we will see as a football player how they vote down the road. Yep. Uh, he would get my vote. I think he would get your vote, Jerry. If I, unfortunately, yeah. I don't have a vote. Yeah, we, we put the tweet out. I put the tweet out the other day. Like, I'll see you guys in five years. You know, I, I think right. he's going. It may not be five, maybe six, but whatever. He's going. Well, Jerry, you might be right. Depends on who comes up with the ballot at times. Yep. You know? Yep. Um, it could be six. could be seven. There's a lot of arguments. Uh, a lot of guys, oh, no, he's not. You know, whatever. Yeah. But, but things change. I think you saw today the love. He went in. He came into the Giants organization as a humble young man, Jerry. He left the Giants organization as a father of four, humble. Uh, I should say older man, I guess, <laughs> right? Yeah, older right. man. Still look like a kid, a grown though. Adult. Still, grown still adult. Still looks like a still kid. Still looks good. Yeah. So um, it was just a nice send off at Mara. Uh, Tish wasn't there. I suppose he was sick. He couldn't get on a plane. I don't know. But a lot of players, a lot of media guys, a lot of a lot of love for him. It was just a nice day. Yeah. How sick? Uh, whatever. Okay. Never mind. I'm not gonna. What? I don't know. What happened? I was going to say, short of the flu, uh, whatever. Okay. Yeah, I saw oh, that. Oh, Tish. I'm sorry. Tish. I'm sorry. I, when when John Mara said that today, I was like, yeah. uh, wow. All right. I'm not going to make a thing of it. But okay. I was thinking the same thing. Like, Steve, come on, man. Yeah. I mean, unless you are unless you have a 24-hour virus where you keep throwing up every half hour. But okay. Whatever. Listen, I don't know. Maybe that's the case. I, yeah. I don't know the facts, so I'm not going to get into it. But, dude, um, we should probably end the podcast now because I don't think I can top that. That was a very heartfelt um, oh. I think you said what a lot of Giant fans feel. And I always said the defense of him will be great. It'll almost be a, a Jeter-like a defense from Yankee fans where he was the guy for so long. And when he leaves, you're going to appreciate him more. And I think that's the right. case. We all knew he was real 80%, you know, 90% sure he was retiring, didn't know. And then when he announced it, it was like, oh, wow, it's really the end of an era. Mm. Um, we obviously moved on to our new quarterback already, new, co- new coach. You're very excited for the coming season. But it was an end of an era, and people, um, you know, jokingly said you're going to watch it and cry. And I said, uh, you know, I don't know, man. It, it's it's emotional. He was. I was there on draft day. I was there from the beginning. I feel like, right. you know, like you grew up with him. Yeah, right. Right. I I right. moved into my house in 2003 with, uh, you know, a two year old, and uh, we had just had um, our second daughter mm-hmm. in in uh, in 03, and then 04 he was drafted. So like, my whole time in in this house, uh, it's like he like it's almost been a part of it as corny as that right. sounds you know well listen jerry we talk about how <clears throat> football is a very important part of lives yep. right yeah. family together houses like you say like look look how you remember it oh I, yeah i moved in 03 04 eli gets traded for right yeah and and, and you say all right i grew up in my house um with Eli, right? Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> Watching Eli on Sunday afternoons. In, in right? fact, in fact, for those fans who say I pick on him, I probably have more pictures of him than I do of my children on the walls. So, <laughs> you know, I mean, Chris can Chris can attest to it. So, yeah, um, yeah. So, um, yeah. Listen, it was, it, it was a nice day. Um, Eli, I, I got to be honest with you, Jerry. I don't think we've seen the last of Eli. Not on a football field. I'm talking. I could see Eli taking a job with this organization. Why? Well, he's staying here in Jersey. Yeah. He, he said it. He, his his wife really doesn't want to leave. They like the school systems here. With you know, they have the three young kids. Yep. He loves the area. He's not leaving. Yeah, and he, he, threw he it said out that there today. Yeah, he's like, I'm a northeasterner. Maybe I'm not a New right. Yorker, but I'm a northeaster or whatever right. he said. Yeah, right. Yeah. So Jerry, um, he he left the door open for maybe working with the organization down the road. And I think Eli is a football junkie, Jerry. So I think he'll get his fix like that. 
Yeah. Um, I think he will wind up doing something in this organization, even if it's a director of play development or something. I don't, I don't mean a coach on the field, Jerry. I'm talking about something in the front office. You I know agree. What I mean? Yep. And I could definitely see like getting his football fix like that. I really could, you know. Um, so look, look for him down the road. I think he's. A, I think I think he'll take a year off, be with the family, you know, do some things he wasn't able to do the last 16 years, and I think look for him down the road. Yeah, and I think it'd be uh, he'd add more credibility to whatever he does in the front office, right? I mean, it's a guy who's been there 16 years, right? And then to take a job with the organization, stay in the Northeast, um, you know, he could be a guy who lures free agents. Who the hell knows? Takes him out to dinner with with the organization. I, I, I there's so many things he could bring to the table uh, and and help this franchise moving forward. So I would be ecstatic if he stayed with the organization. And look, man, there was a line that he gave today that should be, I don't know. Uh, it, 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 I could see people getting tattoos of it. And that was, you know, mm. I, 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 I loved it when he said, Wellington Marrow, he said, once a giant, always a giant. Well, for me, it's only a giant. I got chills, man. I was like, like my, my, he could have just dropped the mic and walked off the podium at that point. That was one of those things, man. It's like when Joe DiMaggio said, thank the good Lord for making me a Yankee. That was right. it. That was it for Eli. It was like, wow. And everyone's, you know, tweeting about that quote. I thought it was absolutely perfect. You know, you gain so much more respect for Eli because you know he could still play, right? Yeah, right. And he knows he could still play, Jerry. Yep. So he didn't string this out. He didn't go into the offseason, a new league year, say, okay, what can I do for agency? What Maybe some team's interested in me. I like to go in one more year, you know, all that, right? Yep. He was like, he basically made it clear today. I, I don't think it was right to retire with another uniform, right? Yep. I wanted to retire as a giant. Yeah. You know, um, and here's a guy who definitely, definitely feels he could, he's probably got a couple years left in him. Forget about one, right? Yeah. And under the right system, on the right offensive line, the right team, could have been effective. No question about it, right? Yeah. So you got to give the guy even more props because even knowing that, and you see so many athletes come back, okay, I got a little year left of me. I got two more years. You know what I mean? Yeah. Getting a paycheck and all that crap, right? So what does he do? He's just like, nah, you know what? I talked about it with his wife, you know, with his wife and family, um, leaned on some people, his brother Peyton, you know, and he said, no, that's it. I want to retire as a giant. I'm done. You know, I, I don't think even he said today, he goes, I don't, I didn't think it would be right if I didn't retire as a giant. And right. You, Chris, you think of so many athletes who've done it oh, the, the opposite way, yeah. the wrong way. Like, you know, yeah. Johnny Unitas ended up going to the Chargers. Yeah. Yeah, Joe yeah. Namath. Joe Namath, the Rams, Emmett Smith, yeah. the Cardinals, right? It yeah. just didn't look right. I mean, Brett Favre went to the Vikings and had a, and the Jets and had a couple decent years, but it just would have looked so weird. And you just didn't want him to go to like the Chicago Bears, say, and just fail. You didn't right. want to see him, especially you didn't want to see him fail somewhere else. Uh, so I, I thought it was absolutely perfect that he retired a giant. It was the mm -hmm. way it should have been, and it reminded me a lot. It reminded me of um, kind of of Sims, different circumstances, and that Sims was cut, but he didn't go anywhere else either. And I, I'm, it's kind of ironic that the last two Super Bowl winning quarterbacks were replaced by Duke quarterbacks. Hopefully this one's going to be, you know, a lot better than the last one. But I, I just thought it was absolutely perfect the way he did it, man. Yeah. yeah. And Sims was there today, too. You know, yeah. Uh, yeah. Which Another made one. it really nice, too. You know, yep. um, Strahan was there today, too. Yep. Um, but, yeah, no, it's it just a perfect send off. Um, he's got the baby, you know, the boy now. Um, he's coaching up some his daughter's teams a little bit, yeah. you know. Yeah. And he'll keep him busy, you know. Um, listen, Eli, the biggest challenge for Eli is going to be what? It's going to be when the OTAs start, yeah. you know. 
and he's going to be itching. You know that he's going to he's going to have to calm himself down because you know when those OTAs start, these guys get that itch, especially Eli, and he loves the preparation, he loves the practice, loves the game. You know, so once he gets over that, you know, he'll be with the family, and then I can see him coming back, like I said before. You know, well, even if it's in the uh, in the film room in some capacity, because the tweet you put out about what David Deal said regarding mm-hmm. the Patriots. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I just don't think people realize that and, and how much, you know, how much he knew um, about opposing defenses and the changes they were making. And you, and you tweeted that David Deal said, we don't win Super Bowl 46 without Eli. The Patriots yeah. totally changed their defense in the second mm-hmm. half. Eli kept checking out. And now you're up to like 1,100 likes with that tweet. Um, that's what people don't see. And mm-hmm. I was saying, you know, you talk about the OTAs. If he could help Jones, you know, just invite him to the film room once a week. Like, just to, to kind of go over things with Jones. Any, literally any job he wants, he can have with this organization, man. Um, but it was, it's, it's awesome the way they did it. One thing uh, that John Mara, I, I, you know, the over-under on, on tears coming, out of, uh, coming from guys today. I, I would have put it on Eli. I would have thought Eli broke down. But, you know, Mara's the first one who goes up there and got emotional talking about his father and the last game in 04 when he said, I right. think we found our guy. And I just wanted to say real quick, man, I know I'm, uh, I'm borderline Mara apologist, but that's what happens when you write into that family and they hand, you know, and that's not just me. It's, it's everybody who writes to them when they write, write, you know, handwritten letters back to you, whether it's Wellington or John Mara for people to say that ownership doesn't care. I am so tired of hearing that man. It is the most overused pile of crap on Twitter. A lot of people say it. I, I just, it astounds me when people say that, like, oh, it doesn't matter. They're sold out. He doesn't care. Look at the way he talked about his father today. Look at the way he talked about Eli. This guy bleeds giant blue. That's all I want to say about it. I ne- you're, you're, mm-hmm. you're, you're borderline going to get muted the next time someone says that on Twitter. So I just wanted to put that out there. Uh, I'm very happy that John Mara is our owner still, even though despite a lot of mistakes over the last six, seven years. So. Yeah. I mean, you, can't get a better owner than John Mara, you know. Now, you know, listen, they've done a lot of things. They made mistakes. We know that, right? Right. We talked about it. We just we're the first ones to discuss it, right? Yep, absolutely. But as far as ownership, you know, and all that, um, you know, listen, a guy that will go to no end to get a winning team on the field, and he's not going to be perfect, man. He's going to have losing years, and he's going to make mistakes, as a lot of owners do. Yeah. Okay. Yep. I remember Robert Kraft. You know, hired Pete Carroll. He was like a clown show on the sideline. Okay. Yeah. And then he brought in a guy named Belichick. But you know, um, the owners make mistakes. You know, uh, let's put it this way, folks, and, and Jerry. Let's put it this way. Would you rather have Daniel Snyder? Yeah. Right. Exactly. Right. Come on. Yeah. You know what I mean. Yeah. So uh, there's a lot of buffoons out there that own NFL franchises. Um. So you know, you saw today how much Mara cares, how much he loves. This organization, he went into tears talking about his dad. How much the history means to him, too, man. The I mean, history like of this organization. Um, he loved Eli like a son. We all know that. Yep. Uh, so he's going to get emotional when they're talking about Eli, you know? Yeah. Because that's the way he treats players, folks. You know, he cares about players. A lot of owners in his league could give a crap less about yep. players. Yeah. Trust me. Yeah. You know? Um. He care, you know. He cares about their families. He cares about their lives. You know, um, that's the type of owner it is. Man, I, you know, that's what Wellington was. Jerry Wellington was in that locker room after every game, shaking the guy's hands, win or loss. That's right. right? Yep, absolutely. Um, and and John, I'm down there. 
I see John Mara. I'm in the tunnel after every game. And I see Mara. Who's right alongside of me, Jerry? Ready to meet them? As he come to the locker room? John Mara. Uh, <laughs> That's I'm, awesome. Seriously, I'm, I'm not kidding you, Jerry. Yeah. He's right next to me. Yeah. Uh, you know, as a, as, a, as a buffoon like myself trying to get video and pictures. Hey, you got and, Eli coming off the field for the last time. He mentioned yeah, that today. Pretty, I, thought, I said, wow, Chris got that. Pretty cool, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm glad I kept that. First I thing I thought Twitter, of. I put it on Twitter again the other day. For, for I'm sure everybody liked it, you know? Yeah. Uh, I, I figured everybody would like it, I should say. Um, yeah. But, you know, like I, like, like I was saying, Jerry, who's next to me, right outside the locker room when I'm standing there is John Marrow all the time greeting coaches and players. You know, might not, he might not have the, the nicest look on his face. Don't get me wrong. Like, he's different than Wellington. You know, Wellington always had that kind of like, all right, all right, you know? Yeah. Well, John has like a vicious look sometimes on his face after a loss, you know? Yeah. Um, but, but he's there. He cares. Yeah, we, we always joke yeah. that he's, he's less patient than his old man. He is less patient than Wellington, no doubt about it. <laughs> um, you mentioned all the Giants that said nice things. Um, people around yeah. the league were saying stuff, and I thought Tom Brady had the best one. Yeah, I retweeted it, man. He said, congratulations on your retirement. Yeah. And a great career, Eli. Not going to lie, though, I wish you hadn't won any Super Bowls. Right. Good right. job, Tom funny. Brady, man. Nice that was job. pretty funny. Yeah, pretty funny stuff. of Brady to say that. Yeah, and then Eli said, he goes, yeah, we always joked about those Super Bowls, but he was he, he didn't joke about it that much. He was pretty serious. Yeah, right. <laughs> Right, right. That's the type of competitor Brady is. You know, I'm sure he's still, you know, pissed off about those losses, which you know he is. You know, so. yep, yep. But Roethlisberger chimed in. Larry Fitzgerald, a lot of guys, man. Good I see Philip Rivers did too. So Philip Rivers too, yeah, absolutely yeah, nice, very nice. But um, you know, before the the presser, we didn't know we were going to do this today. But after the presser, it was like, hey, can we want to do a podcast tonight? We both decided to do it. Um, there's so many games, so many plays that you think of with Manning. I mean, to to put, um, you know, to have to put it to five. Can, Go ahead. Yeah, what were you going to say? Jerry, can I just quickly, one story before we get into it? Oh, yeah, yeah, um, sure. Talking to Brandon Jacobs, talking about Eli's greatest games, right? So I'm yeah. talking to Brandon Jacobs today. Yeah. I said, Brandon, me personally, I think that Green Bay and the 49 games were his class, you know, was, was his best. Yeah. And he goes, I agree. He goes, the Packer game was even more special. So I said, well, he could have beaten it. Why? You know, he goes, I'll tell you why. Yeah. He goes like that. He goes, we knew it was going to be freezing all week up to that game. Yeah. He goes, but until it hits you, you don't know, you yeah. know? Right. He goes, it hit us. Trust me. He goes, it hit. I know we went out there with the short sleeve shirts and all that crap, he said. He goes, but man, when we got the Lambo, we were like, wow, you know? Yeah. And Eli gave us a little speech in the locker room before we went on the field. And Eli looked at all of us and said, guys, we knew this was coming all week. Yeah. We prepared for this weather. Are we going to let this bother us today for three hours? And the guy says, well, Jerry, he said the, the team was fired up, man. He says it could have been 50 below because they wouldn't went out there with no shirts. He goes, oh. that's, that's the type of things Eli used to do, he said. Yeah, that's awesome. I that's... figured I'd just share that because I was like no, a little inside dude, thing. No, that's Jacob's so cool. Home, you know? No, that's, that's such a great story. And it, it reminds you of the one the night before, what, the second Super Bowl when he had the speech about how his brother lost the Super Bowl and how he felt. And that right. he never wanted to feel that way. Like, again, that was that one's more known. The one you just gave wasn't, you know. And that's the, that's right. awesome. Like, that's the stuff that you don't see behind the scenes. You just see the all shucks guy, and right. oh, he doesn't care. He's not competitive. No, it's bull, man. He's guy's competitive as hell, and uh, he was a leader. And sometimes guys lead by example. Sometimes they're not as this fiery. Right. So, right. Um, you know, I was used to Sims my whole life, so it took a little adjusting to get to Manning. Yeah, yeah, it was two different personalities. Yeah, yeah. Sims would call out his linemen, call out his Sims receivers. would call cells on the sidelines <laughs> if he had it. Yeah, so. <laughs> so that took some getting used to. By the way, um, real quick regarding Sims, I watched that uh, 
I'm a buffoon. I watched the, the second half of that Vikings game from 86. Before the Johnson play, there was a bomb to Stacey Robinson that he dropped right through his arms. <laughs> I forgot all about that play. So, yeah, so did I. Yeah, it's crazy. Did he? I don't his, remember that. Okay. Oh, I mean, perfect Was Sims yelling at him? <laughs> he, just, he looked almost like, you got to be kidding me that you just dropped that ball. <laughs> so, anyway. Um, so, look, man, there's a lot of games. And we're just going to kind of talk through them a little bit. So a lot of plays. The, the plays that, that, that stick in my head, and I'm sure every Giants fan – you know, the bomb to Knicks in the, the 2011 game. It was the only Hail Mary I've ever seen where it didn't look like a Hail Mary. It looked like he was actually throwing it to Akeem Knicks. I don't know why. And the play before that where he scrambled, gave the ball to uh, uh, Br- uh, Ahmad Bradshaw to get in position to do that. Mm-hmm. But the, uh, the, the one to Knicks, man, I, I always thought, like, even after it happened, it wasn't like a shocker. It was like, wow, we're going to win this game. This team's 15-1. and one. Yep. You know, and everybody forgets that, right? Like, you always go to the seven, the 18 and 0 Patriots, and I get why. But that Packer team was awesome. I think they rested Aaron Rodgers the last week. And, um, hey, and they're coming off a Super Bowl. Yeah. A Flynn, was it Flynn, the quarterback that yeah. played? Was it, it then? I don't remember. Yeah. Like 400 yards or something, or five touchdowns, something stupid. And then we beat the, we beat the Falcons 24 to 2, go in there, and Manning outplayed Rodgers. And people forget that, right? He outplayed. Uh, Brett Favre in the playoffs, and I played Rodgers. I, I thought that it, the play to Knicks, man, was one of those ones that kind of is forgotten as far as um, great plays. Yep, no doubt about it. When you saw that, you were like, wow, we're winning this game. Yeah, right. It was one of those ones where you're like, yeah, we're not going uh, yeah. to lose this. We're not going to blow this. Yeah, I think the Packers went in there a little overconfident, Jerry. You totally, know? yeah. Uh, they were really off for the first half, played better in the second half, but Eli was really good. Like he was in 07. You know, the game in 07, Jerry, in Lambeau was just – Incredible. Yeah. I mean, Eli was throwing a ball like it was a 50-degree day. Yeah. And um, Wax was catching it like it was a 50-degree day. What was it the, the, the Packers announcer said? Al Harris must be cold because he's getting undressed. Uh, yeah, yeah. I remember <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of that, man. Um, and, and and Eli realizing that, and they kept sticking with Al Harris on plaques, and Eli just kept going to plaques, you yeah, know? Yeah, And, you know, plaques said it numerous times. He, he, he knew Harris couldn't come, and plaques was shocked that they won't double him, you know? I, I remember the I remember the the lead up to that where Deion Sanders was saying, "Hey Giants, it's been a nice run, but Al Harris will shut down Burris." And I I was thinking that the Eagle, the guy, Al Harris, the Eagle, like he was okay. I never thought he was good, but Plaxico well, had a Burris, really good year that year. That right, was the thing. But Burris was a, an, a monster, and I just oh. I was like, you know, bring it, let's go. And yeah. and the, the performance he had was incredible. Yeah, well, listen, Plax was one of those guys that. When he wanted to play, he was really good. Yeah. The problem with Plax at times is that he, he like playing all the time. Yeah. If it wasn't going his way during the game, he kind of uh, you know you know pull the Plax, put it that way. You know, I'm not gonna get into it too much, but no. But there was um, a, you, you, a, a, the, it's funny the things you remember, right? Like I remember it was week three, they were zero and two, and then he catches a I think an in pass, in pass. And then he yeah. takes it all the way, and Sean Taylor yeah. drills him at the goal line. And I remember my buddy Matt called me and goes, I'm calling BS on Plax's injuries. He only plays when he wants to. Yeah. And I, and I, it's funny you said that because I remember it vividly yeah. like it was yesterday. Well, Plax had that rep in Pittsburgh, too. I mean, him and Ben used to go at it, you know, sometimes, yeah. uh, you know, because you know, and you'll uh, back in the day because, you know, Plax was Plax, you know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, uh, anyway, that 07 game, um, was truly remarkable what Eli did in those conditions in Lambeau where he outplayed Favre. Yeah. Right? Yeah, and everybody totally expected, good. oh, the Packers are used to the cold. Favre's used to this. Ah, no no contest, right? And yep. the Giants went in there, and Eli outplayed Favre, you know, in his home stadium. And that was 
I was on, and that was a week after that, you know, the, the Buffoon Cowboys are handing out championship tickets and all that crap. Yeah. Romo's down in Mexico vacationing with Witten with his chicks and, you know, not really too worried about the Giants. And, it was Justin you know, Simpson then at the time, I think. Uh, um, yeah, I don't remember. Maybe it was. And, um, <laughs> you know, and then the Giants go in there and he like hits some big plays, you know, and all that. And they won that one, you know. So a lot of, listen, Eli had a lot of comebacks in the playoffs, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, a lot of big moments in the play. Eight and four final record in the playoffs. Fifty-seven thousand yards, um, and he's going to get in the Hall of Fame. I don't think there's any question he's going to make it. Uh, yeah. What he did in the postseason, not many guys have done in this right. league, Jerry. Right. You know. Right. Not many guys have done in this league. So. And and he had the personality. Before we get back to some plays, he had the personality to like kind of deal with that because he really didn't get nervous. Like he just he treated. It seemed like he treated the Super Bowl like. The second preseason game, right? Like it just didn't affect, didn't affect them, didn't bother them. You know, even I, you notice it the most in that second Super Bowl when he came jogging back out onto the field. Like, all right, here we go, let's let's win this game. Um, he never, nothing ever bothered him. But, Jerry, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. The 2011 NFC Championship game. Yep. There was a play where Justin Smith, I think Alvin Smith, and like three other 49ers, I think. <laughs> They destroyed Eli. Was that Destro- the, the, the Bradshaw pass? And he, well, the one he dumped off the Bradshaw. Yeah. Um, and he got dis- not the one down the field. No, the I know the one, dump off, the yeah, check yeah, down, yeah. Yep. the check down. And he got destroyed. Yep. He gets up, looking at his ear hole practically. His shoulder pad looks like a hand grenade hit it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And he's pointing for timeout or something. He's pointing down the field. Yeah. Like not even concerned about that. It looked like a drone just hit him. Right. You know. And next play, timeout, blah, 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 and everything was steady. Yep. Easy Eli, right? Everything was steady. Didn't get crazy. Didn't, wasn't yelling at anybody like, I'm getting killed out here. And he was getting killed that game. You oh, know? Murdered. He was getting murdered. And he never once yelled at the offensive line, still stuck to the game plan, made some throws, got him in the field goal position, uh, you know, while, you know, after the fumble pump. But, he, you know, he, he brought him down the field a few times and put him in position to win the game. Uh, um that was truly remarkable, the 2011 game, too, because the 49ers were pounding him, dude, pounding him. Yeah, and, and the, the play I remember most of that game, I had it written down, the, the pass, to, the touchdown pass to Manningham, where mm-hmm. Manningham wasn't, it didn't even look like he was really that open. I, I thought it was the fastest, the hardest ball I've ever seen Eli Manning throw. Right. It's one of those ones that's not really talked about often, but for the beating that he took and the velocity of that pass, it, it was like, I don't know how he did it. And that was one that's uh, uh, very underrated. That pass was absolutely incredible. Yeah. And you could hear it hit Manningham's hands. I, I mean, somebody like me and my fingers would have all broken simultaneously. But, oh, my God, what a what a, a test of endurance, man. Yeah. And um, listen, I threw a tweet out there, there about Tyree might be the greatest play. In, yeah, I was going to get to that. Yep. In the, in the Super Bowl, right? Yep. It's going to be one of them, if not the greatest play. But Eli's greatest pass yeah was the one to mario manningham down the sideline in that patriot game to set up the final drive i've said it i've said it for a very long time chris i put that throw up against any throw ever made in the history of football i don't care how how crazy that sounds no it doesn't because it happened on the biggest stage yeah he had no the, the window for him to complete that pass was insane right it was absolutely insane um and you know, and on the biggest stage, leading the final drive, right? Yeah. 
um, just truly remarkable. So, um, a lot of a lot of you know memorable plays from Eli, uh, the two Super Bowls, two Super Bowl MVPs, and Eli told me today that he really can't think of one game that really stands out as his best, but he would put that 49er game up there. He told me that today, you know, because yeah. um, I kind of got him pretty quick today. He was tough because there was a million people around him. And I shook his hand, congratulated him on being a class act, you know, on his career and all that. And I said, Eli, you got a sec? He said, yeah, you know, of course, Eli's the nicest dude in the world. You know, I said, quickly, I said, I know the two Super Bowl MVPs and all that. I said, but the Packer game or the 49 game, the championship games, would you consider them your better games, you know, personal better games for you, your best games more than the Super Bowls? And he looked, you know, he looked, he goes, ah, you know, Eli always takes before he answers, you know, yeah. he gives you that, he goes, I would have to say that 49 game might be might be up there, number one or number two. Right. You know, right, right, right. Because everybody knows why. Because he had three, he threw for 300 plus yards, right? Mm-hmm. Jerry um, sacked six times. I think he was hit about 20 more. I'm not exaggerating. I'm no, not exaggerating. I, I know. Yeah. I think it was like 20 quarterback hits that game on him. It was basically the same stats as Tom Brady had in, in 07 against the Giants, except we won that game. Right. Right. Um. So. Um, you know, uh, Jerry, you like called more of a beating than, than Brady did. That's what I'm saying. And yeah. and and, 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 and the yeah. Giants won their game. Yeah, yeah. Right. You know, so um, yeah, it was pretty interesting stuff. Um, and, and it's a lot of memorable stuff that you like. Um, over the years. So, but, but you you said it, man. The the play to Tyree was, you know, the greatest play when you combine mm-hmm. everything that happened probably in Super Bowl history, right? Like the the great escape, whatever the hell you want to call it, the flea right. to Tyree. Right. <clears throat> Excuse me. The fact that he got out of it, yeah. The throw is, uh, come on. It was a prayer. Like he, it, I think I Tyree was open at one point, but it fluttered there, and he made an incredible catch. So you, you said it. The, the throw to Manningham in Super Bowl Forty Six was the best throw I've ever seen. But mm-hmm. there was a, the underrated throw in Super Bowl Forty Two was the the touchdown to Tyree. I thought where he didn't have much window to get that in there, and Asante right. Samuel was on Tyree, and it was there was play action. And I remember, mm-hmm. it's one of those ones you remember, right? Like, I remember the 86 Super Bowl, and Moat comes in motion, and my dad yells, watch Moat, watch Moat. And, and the first touchdown pass goes to Moat. Those are the things I remember. I'm, a, right. I'm an idiot, right? And then in Super Bowl 42, it was, come on, play action here, guys. Please call play action. Mm-hmm. And he does, and he completes it to Tyree. And I remember all of us losing our friggin' minds in my basement, man. And uh, But that was that's another underrated throw, like the Manningham one against the 49ers, mm-hmm. and that was another one that people seem mm-hmm. to forget. Yeah, yeah. Listen, you know, you just, you know, it, it was a great throw, right? You know, he, had a, he put it in a tight window, right? Yep. Sort of like Victor Cruz won in 2011, right? Yep. Super Bowl 46. Yep. Yeah, you know, so, and, and the best part is that they, you know, they worked on that play <clears throat> with Tyree, and Tyree couldn't catch the damn ball the whole practice, the whole week. Yep. And Eli still told, he told Tyree in the game before the play or soon, right around the play, whatever it was, it and he told Tyree, we're going to do that play if we get in a, inside the 10, you know? Yeah, right. And Tyree, like, kind of looked at him. And, and Eli told Tyree, don't worry about damn practice. Yep. You're going to execute it now, you yep. know? Yep. Because Tyree couldn't catch the damn ball in practice leading up to the game. Yeah, Strahan talked about that on the Americans yeah, I mean, game. I was making in, fun of him. Yeah, that was in Gilbride's package, that play. And Tyree couldn't catch the damn ball. Yeah. You know? And so they call it whatever the play was. You know, or, or was coming up, or they were on the sideline, whatever it was. And Tyree kind of looks at Eli like, "Oh, uh, you sure?" <laughs> you know. And Eli looked at him and says, "Don't worry about it. damn practice. You'll execute it now in the game." You yeah, know. Yeah. And, sh- and we know how that turned out. You know. Yep. 
Now, a lot of people forget about that Tyree play because, of course, his miraculous catches all people remember. But Tyree had a big touchdown in that game. Yeah. Um, the other one, I know there's the Cruz 99-yarder, but that was more Cruz kind yeah. of, you know, it was yeah. a good throw. He got it. Yeah. He, he fit it in a window. But I, I remember Cruz more for that play. Yeah. But um, uh, the uh, – what was I going to say? Shoot. The other one was um, – I lost my train of thought. Oh, man. Oh, here it is. Oh, sorry, 2012. The Redskins game was the first game I took my kids to. And uh, <laughs> Victor Cruz inexplicably got behind the Redskins defense. And it was like a minute 30 left. And I'm like, here we go. My kids are going to watch a loss here. This, is, this sucks. And then Manning hit Cruz on a bomb. An absolutely yeah. perfect throw. And, uh, you know, the 2012 team was similar to 11. You know, the, the offensive line was terrible in 11. People forget it. The Giants had the worst running game in the league. The defense was ranked in the 20s. Manning carried him in 11, and you thought, like, mm-hmm. 2012, they were 9-7 and seven as well, but didn't make the playoffs. And just, I would have loved for Eli to get one more shot kind of in his prime to get in there. And, uh, yeah, just one of the plays I remember just, you know, being there live and the stadium absolutely losing their minds. But, you know, talk about a perfect – he threw such a good deep ball, man. Well, in his prime, he was a excellent deep ball thrower. Yep. Excellent, man. Yeah. Yeah. That was his game. Yeah. You know, play yeah. action, boof, you know? Yep. Um. Listen, there was a couple of things early on in his career where you said, okay, this kid seems to have a comeback quality to him. One, uh, the 4 season against Dallas, the yep. last game of the year. Yeah. Okay? Yep. And you said, okay, all right. And then the next season, when he came from behind to beat the Broncos. Yeah, yeah. In 05, he there's a winning touchdown. I think it was the tumor. It was the I tumor. remember right. Yeah, it was. Was, was yeah. I correct, Jerry? You're yes. better at this than me. Yeah, it was. Um, so Eli was rolling, obviously, to his, uh, 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 excuse me, he was rolling to his left. Yep. And kind of had a guy in his face, winged it across his body, and hit tumor in the end zone. Perfect, yeah. And I remember Carl Banks couldn't believe that throw, you yeah. know? Yeah. Uh, um. And, and that was another comeback win. And you said that he, and I remember, I remember saying back then, like, all right, this kid throws some really stupid looking balls. We all know that, right? <laughs> Sorry, Lisa, but it is true. And he stupid looking. So you said, what the hell is this kid doing? But then when you saw those comebacks, right? Yeah. And you said to yourself, well, he's got kind of got that quality about him that he, like, he's never down, right? You never feel like, okay, if he gets the ball in the fourth quarter, look out, right? Yeah, we got a shot. That was the feeling. And yeah. he showed it in the Super Bowls, right? Uh, he showed it a lot during the regular seasons, man. You know, up until the last few years of his career. One of my favorites also was, uh, I used to call it the, I had t-shirts made of it, the stink at the link, when uh, Giants were down, what, 24-7 and came back in a little fluky play. Like, uh, was it Plax fumbled? Tim Carter recovered it in the touchdown, uh, uh, in the end zone yeah, for a touchdown. The end zone. Yeah. Then Manning threw a perfect pass to Toomer for a touchdown. And, and then in overtime, lofted it in single coverage, uh, Burris, that was the thing about Burris, man. He owned the Eagles corners. Like, he oh. owned Sheldon Brown and, and Leto yeah. Shepard like nobody else. the Eagles, man. <laughs> oh, Jim Johnson used to say it. Like, he, yeah. he's a, it's a mismatch, right? And, um, you know, the, I think it was a, maybe a 30-something, 35-yard pass in the end zone. Perfect. That was another one. Uh, you know, he just – when we used to beat the Eagles. And he just had that quality about him where he could come back. And, yeah, I'm not going to – again, we, we've said it, man. He's gonna, you're going to appreciate him after he's done. Jerry, one of my Eli favorite moments too is when they opened up Jerry Jones's oh, yeah. AT&T, whatever the hell they call that stadium down there in Dallas, right? Yeah. And Eli lit them up the yep. first game in Dallas, right? Yep. 
the first brand new opened the doors and Eli lit them up and then he went in the locker room and he wrote something like yeah, beautiful first, stadium first love win, Eli. Yeah, 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 yeah like yeah. that right yeah yeah to show you the sense of humor that he had and all that stuff. So that was another great Eli moment. Of course, we always think about the playoffs. Super Bowl. I'm just saying something like that comes in mind, too. It's like you laugh, right? I think that was the game. I think three receivers on the Giants had 100 yards. I think it was like Manningham, Steve Smith. I, I think. I, I got I to gotta go back and look. I'm not sure. I don't know if that was that was 09 because um, Manningham was 08 draft. Yeah, I think three guys, pretty sure three guys had um, 100 yards. But Look, look, Jerry. Uh, we talked about it, you know, it was time to move on to another franchise, another kid, right? Daniel Jones, it looks like he might be the next franchise, you know? Yeah. Uh, but today is all about the positivity, the positive stuff of Eli, you know? Um, so it's it's good to share the stuff with him about a lot of the things that he did, man. No doubt about it. Listen, forget about all that. What this guy has done off the field. Yeah. You know, the Hackensack Center, you know, the, the cancer, the kids with cancer, visiting them, yeah. money, yeah. the money he has donated you know, uh, it's just, you know, visiting not just kids with cancer, disabled kids. Yeah. All right. Um, sent, he did something for me last year for the kid we kind of adopted, Jerry, we talk about. Yep. Um, you know, uh, the William Fox's son, Dalton, who was battling cancer. Yep. Um, he immediately did a video, you know. Um, this type of guy he is, man. So, you know, besides on the field, man, what this guy does and continues to do, you know, off the field is, is remarkable, man. You think about it, and it's no wonder the Giants wanted a clone of him. And I know that sounds funny, and we all make fun of it once in a while. But, you know, they really wanted him again, right? That, ver- that, that version of a human being, not just quarterback. Um, I've talked about it, dude. I've said it before. It's, I've overused it. But I love that when my kids wore his jersey, they didn't have to explain anything. Like Roethlisberger, some checkered pass, some stuff like, you know, that, that's not – yeah, something to be yeah. proud of, you know? And yeah, oh, yeah, sure. Right. Certain Michael Vick, uh, you know, he had a dogfighting ring. Like, oh, my God. Like, a lot of these players have things in their, in their past that are not very, you know, like, you can't, it's hard not to very, be proud. Right. Not, not, not good. good. Yeah. <laughs> but Eli never had that. I never had to explain anything. It was just, okay, here's your jersey. We wear this on Sundays. You were, you were Manning, I wear Sims. Yeah. It's generational. So, yeah, he was just such a good guy. Yeah. And, and it makes sense as to why they, they tried to clone him <laughs> with, with Jones. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's safe to say, Jerry, Tom Coughlin, Mara, they weren't worried about a 3 o'clock uh, in the morning phone call about right, Eli. Right, right, right. <laughs> Mara did enough with the Lawrence back in the day. He went through his time. Yeah, my God. <laughs> getting, those, getting those phone calls about Lawrence, you know. But, uh, so, uh, uh, excuse me, Manning, he, nah, nobody had, nobody had to worry about that with Eli. You said it also in a tweet that the Giants did this the right way. Like, you just wanted to talk about that, like how they set it up and everything mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Well, this was the first time they had a presser. Uh, like this in the field house, you know. Um, yeah. so they did it really nice. They had they brought out two Lombardi, you know, the two Lombardi trophies that Eli won. Uh, they had videos all over, you know, yeah. the TV screens up, and they showed a nice video before Eli spoke, you know. And he had his family, and, and they allowed, they allowed you to take pictures with him, and you know, everyone, a lot of the current plays, you know, I put it on Twitter. A lot of the current and former players, you know, they all went on the stage. Uh, former coaches, you know. Um, so it was nice. And you know what? Then he let us ask questions and all that. And, and even after that, Jerry, you know, uh, it wasn't like they grabbed Eli, like it was Elvis and threw him out of the building. You know, <laughs> you right. guys, Eli has left the building. You know, there was yeah, nothing right. like that. Right, right. Eli hovered around a little bit, you know, um, with the other players and, you know, the media could grab these guys and talk to them and interview them. And 
like I said, I grabbed Eli quick. You know, guys grabbed Eli, talked to him a little bit, shook hands with a lot of guys, you know, thanking him and this and that. So um, it wasn't – the Giants did it in a real nice way, Jerry. Like, they didn't just – Eli didn't just speak, and like I said, just hurried him out of the building, you know. Right, right. <clears throat> he was there for us and <clears> – <throat> excuse me. And all the players, uh, former players and current players. Evan England came in. I mean, Evan's still in a cast, you know? Yeah. And he was there. You know? That was cool um, to see the current guys there, too, man. Yeah, Shep was there. Yeah, right. Know, uh, a lot Dan- of current Daniel guys. Daniel Jones was there? Daniel Jones was there. He sat next to Sims. Sims sat in Sims. I heard Sims talking to Jones a lot in the back. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, that was good stuff, man, by the Giants. They, they, they did it in a real classy way. One of the things Mara also said was – um. No one will wear 10 again. And Dan Houseman is a good follower of ours. It's not Twitter uh, Friday, <coughs> Twitter question Friday. But, you know, he asked, like, how does it work with retired numbers? And it was funny when Mara said that because they have the Ring of Honor now. They used to retire numbers, and then they did the Ring of Honor. But there are still retired numbers. You know, sure. Sam's Taylor. I can go through all of them if you want. But Manning's, you know, it's, it's funny. Strahan's hasn't been worn. It's not really officially retired. He said... No one will ever wear 10, but I wonder if they'll have a, an official retirement. I mean, I, I, I'm just throwing it out there. I have no idea. Somebody asked. I don't know if they do retirements anymore. They'll just do a, a Ring of Honor ceremony. Well, they, I think they go do the Ring of Honor, and that's the number retired, yeah. Okay. That's Maybe, the impression I got, Jerry. Yeah, because there's other guys in the Ring of Honor whose numbers aren't retired. So. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I don't know how it works now. But, you know, Mar- I guess from the, from the boss himself, he said no one's going to wear it again. So, number 10. And rightly so. You know, but. but. Good stuff, um, dude. Yeah, anything else you want to add? Uh, no, I think we uh, got it. You? No, I was going to say we can go on and on about Eli. Um, but, you know, from a personal standpoint, um, it, you know, we, 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 we had our fun with Eli. Let's just put it that way. But you, if, you, if, you, if you said Daniel Jones is going to have 16 years like that, you sign up for it right now. Oh, yeah, I would think so. Right? so <laughs> yep. Except let's just do better against the Eagles. Hey, Joe, by the way, Joe Judge was there, too. I know. I, I, unbelievable. Oh, okay. I, okay. Chris, I was following every tweet of yours today, buddy. I don't think I, I, don't think I put that on. No, it, but I think you sent a picture and it looked. I, I oh, okay. Okay. Because yeah. I, you know, I kind of saw him like halfway through. I was like, oh, crap. Judge is here. You know, I didn't even see him right away. Did you give him any advice? No, I'll get, I'll get to him in OTAs. Nice. By the way. Good yeah, stuff. I'll, straight, I'll straighten his butt right out in OTA. Good stuff. Who I want on the field and all everything, you know. <laughs> he, should, he should start listening. He, well, you know, I wish he would. Uh, Sherman didn't. Look what happened. That's exactly right. Neither did Betcher. <laughs> no, Betcher Ju- definitely didn't listen to me. <laughs> Play Julian Love. <laughs> yeah, don't wait till week, week 13 to do that. So, um, all right, we'll play next week by year, right? We'll, we'll, we'll figure out. Now, yeah. Monday's going to be too soon. So, we'll, we'll probably do a yeah. Wednesday or. Maybe do a Wednesday or Thursday or something. Yeah, we'll, we'll throw one. Yeah, we'll do it in the middle of the week. All right, everybody. We, uh, like you said, we printed uh, to order a subscription or a copy of The Giant Insider. Go to www.thegiantinsider.com. Go to magster.com for a digital subscription as well, M-A-G-Z-T-E-R, and download the Giant Insider app from the App Store. Anything else, pal? No, good day, bud. It was a good day, man. Was, uh, but now we move on. We yep. move on. We move on. But you move on. Awesome the way they honored him. Yep, Th- but thank- now you move on. Thank you, Eli Manning. And yep, thank you, Eli, for being a class act, buddy. You made Sundays even better. Sundays will always be Giant Days. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye, everybody. <laughs>